Hello everyone and welcome to the Right Wing Vegan Tuesday edition. Tuesday, worst day of the week, Carbo. Anyways, we are here live on the Right Wing Vegan property in an undisclosed location in the middle of a field. And here we are. So, you know, yesterday did an episode. Not much has changed. Not much has changed since then. So, you know, we'll, we'll cover the news. But I want to I wanna start with two, two things, two points. And then, then we'll get into one of the big news items I want to talk about today. So, first of all, I saw, I saw a commercial. I, it wasn't a commercial. It was more of like propaganda. And it was put out by Kamala Harris or their team or whoever. Some pack, I don't know, whatever. Somebody who represents Kamala Harris. And it's a, it's a video of all of these little girls. Like different little girls. Like it cuts from little girl to little girl to little girl. And each of them is watching a speech that Kamala Harris gave. I don't know if it was after they had been declared the winner. I probably should know this. But I honestly, I can't stand the audio. Because I just, listening to Kamala talk is like listening to someone chew on glass to me. It's just not something my brain can take but especially if she laughs but so it's these little girls watching a speech that Kamala is giving and all of the little girls are like intently focused on this speech or doing something but they're all celebrating this idea that a woman is now vice president which okay you know I get it if identity if if identifying yourself through biological or physical characteristics is your thing. I could see why you would be motivated by someone looking like you uh, achieving something. So saying a woman is could potentially be, I mean, she's not yet. That's the other key point. She is not the vice president yet. And she is not the vice president elect as if that is something. She is not that yet. Okay. Not until the election results are certified, the electors have voted and it's over. She is not that yet. She can call herself that. I mean, uh, anybody can call themselves anything. But but she is not that. Now, she is an, a senator. Credit where credit is due. And that might be a motivating factor for little girls to think, I could potentially one day be a senator in in the United States. That That's, that's a big deal. That should be sell- good for her for achieving that. However, she achieved it is to, you know... I guess the means justify or the ends justify the means. So that's whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is she's a United States Senator. That's lauded. That's, that's, that's to be celebrated, but she is not the vice president yet. But anyways, the video, the video puts up the videos up there and it's these little girls celebrating. First of all, I, I, I have to challenge the validity of this video. Okay. Now look, I full disclosure. I do not have children, but I have nieces. I have a niece. I also have nephews. And I know how kids act. Like, I understand that when I'm with a child, how that child's brain attention span, how that all works. And I can safely say, and maybe I'll be challenged, but I can safely say that most children are not interested in politics. 
I think that most children find politics boring. I think that most children find political discourse boring. I do not think that children care too much about uh, communism or socialism or whatever is coming out of Kamala Harris's mouth. Uh, maybe she was telling the kids how bad they were because they're white. That that's a possibility. Maybe that maybe that's what they were listening to. I don't know. What I do know is that kids are not going to sit there and watch some lady give a speech. That's probably not going to happen. What I what I think is is true is that these kids were watching something on Disney Plus, uh, Moana, Frozen. I don't know what kids watch these days, but but uh, Paw Patrol. I think kids like Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol is a big one. Uh, so, you know, I, I think what happened was we probably, we probably Photoshopped that, right? We probably put that speech on their TV behind them. And that's, that's, that's what we did. Cause I just, I, it's hard for me to believe that these children's attention spans would afford them the, the patience to watch somebody give an acceptance speech. It's just not believable. I get the image that they're trying to convey. I get the propaganda here. I get we're trying to say this is a big moment for little girls. I also want to argue that perhaps Kamala Harris is not the role model for your children that you think she is. I just think you should do some research on how she got to where she is uh, before you you have your children you know, look up to her. I, I think that matters. I think our heroes, you know their moral character matters and Kamala Harris is has questionable moral character. And I think that what I just said, I think that's being polite. I think if you look up her history, a how she got into politics, you can focus that search in on the name Willie Brown. That will tell you a lot of what you need to know. You should also look at some of the things that she did in her various stages of ascendancy to power. That's also kind of important, and it kind of sheds some light on who she is. I think that stuff matters. I think that stuff matters a lot more than the color of her skin or what gender or sex she is. Right? That matters. Like, I would much rather my little girl have male role models who are who are, you know, I, I don't know, male role models who are of good moral character, right? Like if my kid came to me and said, hey, you know, I I, uh, I really am into, I can't, why, why is it so hard to think of someone with good moral character in 2020? That's, maybe that's the sad thing, right? I'm really into Elon Musk. I think Elon Musk has accomplished a lot, whatever, that's my role model. Okay, fine, you know, I don't know if Elon Musk doing anything inappropriate to get where he is or whatever so uh, you know all I'm saying is I don't think that identity matters so much I really don't like and, and you know what here's the other thing if you're a little girl or you're looking for a good role model for your daughter look no further than Amy Coney Barrett I don't remember any videos coming out of little girls watching Amy Coney Barrett being sworn in but Amy Coney Barrett would be a great role model for your daughter. Amy Coney Barrett didn't go to an Ivy League school. She worked really hard and she got to the top of her profession through hard work, intelligence, 
And she did so while having a family. She maintained a solid personal life. She made good choices in her personal life. She's of good character. And she professionally achieved the top of, of her field. That's That to me is a, is a great role model. Right? I, I don't know. I think I do know. But I, I would, you know, and I don't care about the color of her skin. There, there are the Sonia Sotomayor, whoever, you know, that look at these women on the Supreme Court. That's a, that's a huge accomplishment. That's somebody who worked really hard to get where they're at. And maybe they didn't do th- so through immoral activities. You're just going to have a really hard time explaining to your daughter how Kamala Harris got where she got. I mean, first of all, you probably don't know. If you're sitting your daughter down in front of Kamala Harris, you're probably an uneducated voter, an uninformed voter who voted for her because she's a woman. So you're sitting your kids in front of her going, look at this woman, but you don't really know how she got there. But if your kids ask, you know, so you'll probably make something up anyways. But then when they're going to get older and they're going to look into it, they're going to be like, oh, what? Our heroes are not who we think they are. And, and then that's that's going to get you where you are. So I, I'm just saying, look, maybe I'm, I'm talking too much about this. Maybe in the grand scheme of things, uh, it really doesn't matter. That's probably the answer, right? That's that's probably the answer. But I think, you know, I think it's worth it's worth mentioning, right? I think so. Uh, so I I also want to touch on one other thing before I get to, uh, some bigger news, some bigger news. And that is a Taylor Swift, uh, tweet. That's right. Only the big stuff here today on the right wing vegan. We're covering the big stuff. Um, Taylor Swift is, I don't know, engaged in a legal battle to get rights to her music. I think that's probably true, right? There, there's been this big, long issue between her and Scooter Braun. And, you know, I, I look, I don't know the details behind too much of this. I don't know if there's, like, accusations of anything of a physical nature here. And I'm not going to comment on those. Uh, because, quite frankly, I don't know anything about it. So I'm not in a good position to, to comment. But what I will comment about is the ongoing legal battle for her music. So so the article that was referenced and what Taylor Swift was commenting on today on Twitter was that Scooter Braun had sold the rights to her music uh, to some other company, like some company called Shamrock or something like that. And she was commenting on how unfortunate she thinks this is and she was going to try to work with them, but because Scooter Braun's involved, she can't. And she's just so upset that she can't get the rights to her music. And I have to say, this is a two... So this is like an argument where I can see both sides. And right, like she entered into... So so here's here's my, my legal thought on this. As a child, she was a child when she started singing, right? She was in country music at first. Gosh, do we all remember when, when Taylor Swift pretended to be a country musician? Oh my gosh. Anyways, and she was a child. She was like 16. So her parents would have reviewed any contract that she would have signed with a record label. Now, that contract would have stipulated ownership. That would have definitely, ownership and rights of distribution and all of that would have been covered in the contract. If her parents were smart, okay, 
if her parents were smart, they would have had a legal... They would have had lawyers uh, look at that contract. And those lawyers would have said, hey, you might want to think about this. You might, you know, you might be concerned about ownership rights or blah, 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 whatever, right? Well, regardless, I'm assuming they did that because that would have been the smart, logical thing to do. Well, they chose to sign that contract anyways, probably because they decided that, you know, this is a vehicle for their daughter to get famous and make millions of dollars and ownership doesn't matter so much. That's probably what they thought. Now, as Taylor Swift is an adult and she is an artist, she wants control over her art. That's her intellectual property in her mind. She created it. It should be hers to distribute and control. Now, from her point of view, I totally get it. She was 16 when she entered her career. She probably wasn't thinking about things like that. And her parents handled all of that. But the sad thing is, and the truth is, these are, you know, before you sign into an agreement with someone, you need to understand what you're signing. I mean, she can go out and complain about it all she wants, but who she should really be directing this anger at is either her parents or the lawyers that reviewed the contract for them. Because in all honesty, they would have okayed this. So again, she can be as mad as she wants to be, but the reality is, you know, your parents signed that contract and they were your legal guardians at the time. So if you're going to direct your anger at anybody, I uh, and again, I don't know of any other allegations or any other reasons why she might be mad at Scooter Braun. I have no clue about any of that. All I'm assessing here is this battle over her intellectual, the intellectual property, which in my mind, I don't think she has a, a legal leg to stand on. Because again, I'm assuming contractually, Scooter Braun has every right to control and distribute her intellectual property. Right? So I don't I don't know. That's that's just that's just what I'm saying. I, I, I just that's my take on it. Okay, and maybe maybe that doesn't matter because again, what do we care? Let her fight this fight, what do we care? But I've I've seen a lot of people comment on this, so I think it's just kind of a big deal. A lot of her fans are like, What can we do? And I'm thinking, nothing. It's it's a contract. She signed it. ABC is reporting on that. Why is ABC reporting on that? Who cares? You know, it's ABC can report on it. All it's going to do is, first of all, it's nonsense. But second of all, it's just, what do you, you're just going to get her base angry and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Her lawyers will fight it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But that's that. Those are my two puff pieces I wanted to talk about. And I spent 15 minutes talking about them. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Sometimes it's fun to talk about things that aren't related to the election. Sometimes it is. Um, okay, so I want to talk about this. Georgia is obviously in the middle of a recount. Okay, and we know this because there's a lot of controversy over this right now. You know, what the Trump team wants is they don't only want to recount, they want an audit. They want a recount, they want the signatures audited, they want these ballots audited, and I completely understand. I think the whole country should be doing that right now. Why are we not doing an audit? Libs and Dems can get on Twitter all they want and tell you there's no evidence of nothing, but obviously they're they're full of it. They're either willfully ignorant or lying. There is evidence. I Maybe they just don't understand the definition of evidence. Seems like they're conflating the definition of evidence with proof 
they're two different things. I've said this before. But there's enough evidence that, in my mind, you have 73 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump. You do not want 73 million Americans not trusting our process. So in order to alleviate that that division, you would you would say, let's audit the vote. The true winner wins. Everyone leaves, maybe not happy, but everyone leaves at least continuing to trust our elections and our system. For some reason, Democrats are fighting this. Makes no sense. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world to me, but I know who we're dealing with. If I pretended like the Democrats were decent, uh, if I pretended like they played fairly, if I pretended like they were of good moral character, I would say I would be questioning why they don't want an audit, why they are fighting this so much. Now, what's interesting is we're talking about Georgia specifically. Georgia is not run by a Democrat. Georgia is, is run by a Republican. And he has not been cooperating with the Trump legal team. Mostly because he's not insisting that there be audits. He's just doing a recount. That's what they're doing. And they're going to they're gonna do part of it by hand, but then when they get done, they're putting them in the machine and the machine's counting. And that's the point of contention. So what I, but, 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 but here's the interesting thing. So um, in a county in Georgia, this is Floyd County. They discovered 2,600 uncounted ballots. And most of these ballots, surprise, surprise, are for Donald Trump. Now, I know that's shocking to you. But, you know, it, it, it's true. So... You know, I, I I find it interesting, first of all, that it seems like every single one of these errors leaned towards one side. Now, look, statistical probability. Let's just common sense. Let's just think about this. Common sense would say that if some if errors were occurring, they would benefit both sides. You would have some errors benefiting Biden. You would have some errors benefiting Trump and along you would move. However, it seems like every single error that they are discovering benefited Joe Biden at the time of its occurrence. So I find that to be a statistical anomaly that there's your evidence. That in and of itself is evidence because it goes against the norm. It's not normal. It's not expected behavior. It's not an expected outcome. We would expect that errors would benefit both sides, not one side completely. But what we're seeing is that one side completely benefited from all of these errors, and I did air quotes there. So that in and of itself is enough evidence for people to go, huh, huh, that's a little weird. That's a little weird. So the ballots were, weren't counted because officials in that county didn't upload them on election night. They just missed it. They just missed them. You know? But I want you to stop real quick. Just stop, okay? And think about that. They missed it. They didn't even upload them. What if this is happening in every country, county, excuse me, every country too. What if this is happening in every single county in the state of Georgia? Let's say this happened. That changes an outcome. We're talking here like, oh, this isn't enough votes to change an outcome. And it's a one-time incident. Why are we to, first of all, we shouldn't expect 
balance to just be missing. That's not an expectation that we should have. But when they talk about this and they do these press conferences or they say this stuff, they always act like this is something we should just expect. Oh, you know, that's it happens, right? How is that something we should just expect? Why is that something we should just expect? No, we, we should not expect this. That we should trust that our elections are run efficiently. I realize how impossible of a thought that is, but the fact that that is even an impossible thought indicates that impropriety is certainly possible. Now, again, something as, as, as important as the direction, the path your country is going to go down for the next four years, impropriety matters a great deal. And you want your people to trust the outcome of your elections. I think this right here, what happened in this county in Georgia, is certainly enough for us to audit the entire state at the very least. And if I were the Trump legal team, and I'm seeing this here, this, this information, I am pouncing on this. And I'm saying, look, we need a full audit immediately. Look at the impropriety that's being discovered here. We need a full audit. Now, Georgia's got other important things going on, right? There's a Senate race that's like of grave importance. And of course, the Democrats who promised us that they would never engage in fraud. They would never engage in election fraud. Duh, they would never do that. They're encouraging people to move to Georgia just to vote for that race. Thus encouraging people to commit election fraud. Isn't that funny? But they're telling us, no, no, no. Look, in the presidential race, we would never do anything that's that's out of the ordinary or legal or wrong. But in this case, you might want to think about it because we want power. That's what they're saying. They're asking you, because by the way, it's illegal to do that. It's illegal to do that. So they're asking you to commit a crime, risk your own freedom so that they can get power. And then the ultimate question is, are you dumb enough to go, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I should put myself at risk to benefit these individuals who would ask me to put myself at risk. I just, I don't know. We're in, so, we're in such two different realities right now, but I wouldn't do that. That's for sure. If Trump asked me to do that, I wouldn't do that. I mean, I could very easily just move to Georgia and vote for uh, Purdue and Loeffler, but I'm not going to do it because I, I, first of all, I don't want to. Seems like a lot of work. I, I want them to win, but I, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go to those lengths. That's for sure. One other thing before we go, a county in Nevada uh, completely tossed a local election result. They found 139 discrepancies in the local election, so they completely just, they tossed it. They've got to decide what to do now. They're either going to rehold the race or it's going to go to a court. Something's going to happen. Now they're saying, of course, that, 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 that oh, no, 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 that only affected this one race. I don't see how that's possible. How is that possible? That was in Clark County, okay, in Nevada. Very blue county, I hear. So, 
If I'm Trump, okay, and listen to this, that election had 153,000 votes casted in it. So if I'm Trump's legal team, I'm jumping on this so fast, your head will spin. I'm saying, uh, hello. I don't think that only happened in one small local race. At the very least, it calls it into question. Now you got to do a full audit. See, all this stuff is piling up. Just when you think Trump is down, and I do, like I'll, I'll read the news. I'm, I'm not blind to the propaganda that gets fed to me. I'll read it and I'll get a little down and then something like this happens and then I get lifted back up because I'm thinking, oh, you got to jump on this. Like this proves, proves that something, something's fishy here. Something's fishy. But I think we all feel that way, right? Like something's fishy here. I mean, Joe Biden didn't even campaign. He sat in his basement. He barely did events. And he got more votes than Barack Obama. There's your evidence. I mean, that's a weird thing. Do that many people really hate Do- Does Donald Trump really command that much attention and presence in the United States of America. He's got the whole country in the palm of his hands, whether you love him or hate him. I mean, anybody who's ever watched pro wrestling knows you play the baby face or you play the heel, you know, and to Donald Trump, he's, he's kind of a heel. So you got the people that like the heel. They like to root for the heel. Cause it's cool. The baby faces are boring and lame, but then you got the people who boo and hate the heel, the marks and the Dems are marks. But but Donald Trump knows how to play it, man. He knows how to play it. That's why you can never count him out because he 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 knows how to play the game really really well. Guys, that's all I got for you today. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, reminder: follow me on Twitter at Vegan Wing. Follow me on Parlor at Right Wing Vegan. Um, it's fun. It's fun. Twitter is such a disgusting place, but it's fun. And then also follow me on YouTube, Right Wing Vegan on YouTube. We're going to do a video on Friday where we take a look at the Great Reset. I've heard they're already taking information down. The World Economic Forum has already taken down videos. So I don't know what we'll have access to, but we're going to take a look at it and discuss it in a little bit of detail. And uh, that's what we got for you on Friday. So I want to thank you guys very much for listening. I really appreciate you. I hope you have a fantastic Tuesday or whatever day it is that you're listening to this. And I will see you guys next time.